The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is struggling with a gambling addiction. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Mm -mm. We are not. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. So please... Take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer a, our humble musing so we shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. Crushed it. Love. Thank you. <laughs> Got there by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> I saw you were struggling, so I was like trying to I emphatically saw a nod. Of a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> you saw a picture of All a right. puppy and got distracted. Yes, I did. <laughs> Uh, Not professionals, folks. <laughs> All right, let's get into our letter for today. So this letter comes from Anan Anan, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing from the cuffs of addiction. Hi, Sam and Sierra. I'm a 25-year-old lesbian who got into my first serious relationship at the end of 2021. And shortly after, you hauled into a house together with four cats. I was on the verge of having a problem with gambling by the time we moved in, and the stress of the house compounded it all together, and soon I was a full-blown gambling addict. For backstory, I knew I had a gambling problem since I was 11. I would go on Zynga Poker on Facebook and sit and play poker for as long as I possibly could. Grown men would add me online and I would talk to them even though I knew it was creepy and I cl very clearly looked my age. 
but they would always give me more poker chips to play with. I finally realized the extent of my problem and was able to stop sometime between 13 and 14. After that, it was here or there, but I loved sports betting. I grew up playing sports and often would be a lucky person. So the ability to make money doing something as simple as picking the right winner was appealing. Mm -hmm. Long story short, in early 2022, I downloaded DraftKings and started making bets. It started off as fun, just placing $20 wagers on basketball. After I won a $1,250 bet off $35 is when I really started to spiral. The house felt like a dream come true. I was always yearning for that other person that could share my life with me. And I finally found that in my girlfriend. We connected very deeply on humor, values, art, and we couldn't get enough of each other. I was so happy to be moving in with the love of my life and wasn't thinking clearly about the financial aspect. I maxed out my budget, so it felt impossible to get ahead. I went further into my weed habit as well to escape the feelings of stress and obsessive existential thoughts that haven't been able to escape my mind since I graduated graduated college. I thought the house, the girlfriend, the cats, everything would fulfill those existential thoughts, but instead it made them worse. I'm trying to find a place in the world, but everything seems so big. And I have times when I don't even want to be seen at all. The worst of my addiction led me to have a negative balance, no credit, sleepless nights, and chain-smoking pot while checking tennis scores. I came clean about my addiction to everyone, and my girlfriend was very angry with me. I try and give her a lot of grace around the subject because she has trauma in the past with addiction, and I know it was a trauma response. I felt awful for keeping it from her, and the more I hid it from her, the worse it got. She cried and said I chose gambling over her. I would go on to relapse a few more times, each more angry than the last. I couldn't stop ruminating on my losses, and the feeling of being trapped in this house was overwhelming. She chose to stay with me, and I continued to go to GA meetings and talk to my therapist. The guilt of my gambling has caused me to want to self-sabotage aspects of my life that are good because I feel like I don't deserve it. I'm trying very hard not to do that with my partner. So my simple question to you is, how do I not self-sabotage? I'm still working on my sobriety from weed as of now, and it's it's left me feeling less in control of myself. I cry when I think back to the person I was a few years back, even though she was depressed as well. How can I find myself again while also growing? I'm feeling very stuck and would love to hear what you all think. Love you both. Oh, my darling, thank you so much for trusting us with this letter, for writing and for listening. I know that this is incredibly heavy on your heart right now. It's heavy on your relationship. It's heavy on your finances, on your choices. I mean, um, gambling addiction is a disease, and I know that you're really struggling right now. So we are incredibly grateful that you thought of us, that you trust us with this. And Sam and I want to offer buckets and buckets of compassion and also, you know, hold some accountability in tandem and hopefully uh, tend to the wounds that are underneath all of this, um, particularly uh, the wound of your relationship with yourself. But first, we're going to take a very, very quick break. Thank you. 
All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone, welcome back. Uh, Anand, Anand, thank you so much for trusting us with this letter. I want to just echo everything that Sierra said um, and just create space for the fact that, you know, I think that the narrative here is that you have done 
a bunch of bad things and are now sitting yeah. in the pain of those bad things. And I want to reframe that a little bit here and recognize, of course, what you know, but maybe it might be hard to hear or believe fully that that gambling addiction is a disease and many aspects of it are going to be outside of your control. And of course, your your partner is uh, angry about the fact that this is disrupting, you know, what she thought her life was going to look like. And of course you're upset with yourself for the fact that that's something that's happening too. But I also just want to say that like, it's not like you sat down and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fuck up my entire relationship and my life. Right. That sounds like a really good and fun thing for me to do. Right. What happened was, is that this disease, this addiction came into your life and said, Hey, you know, what would make things better if we tried this thing out a couple times. Right. And, and I say that because like, this is true of addiction. This is also true of a lot of mental health stuff that we might be struggling with. Is that like, yeah, absolutely. I want us all to have accountability for the things that we're doing. And I also want to create a space where we have empathy for the idea that not all of us are choosing to do things that are detrimental to us, right? A lot of us are choosing to do things that we think might actually help us or choosing to do things that are are soothing some sort of pain that feels overwhelming and unbearable, right? And- And again, like accountability is important, but I think that the narrative that we get in around this kind of stuff is, is actually kind of an off ramp to finding that accountability because it allows us to sort of sit in this place and say, I'm just a fuck up. I'm just a terrible person. And so I'm going to, of course, sabotage everything in my life because that's what a fucked up and terrible person does. And I want to say to you, you're not a fucked up and terrible person. You're a person that's struggling with a disease. You're a person who has, whose disease has caused you to mess things up in your life. And you also have the opportunity to hold in your heart the full reality of who you are, including this disease and begin to make choices that are going to live in the re- the radical honesty of what that disease means for you and your loved ones. Yeah. So I love you is all I want to say in this, right? And I love you and I love you despite of and because of the disease that you're struggling yes. with in this moment. Yes. And I want to piggyback off that and say, um, I want to like level all of this. I am not an addiction counselor. I am Mm -hmm. not struggling with addiction. Um, But just jumping off of what Sam said, you're not the most fucked up person in the world. You are not abundantly broken or um, shattered beyond repair. Mm -hmm. You are not um, the the worst partner in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Despite what everything your brain is telling you, Mm -hmm. Um, you have made choices, whether consciously or unconsciously, your disease had, has, has led you to choices or you have walked there yourself. Either way, I don't care because I don't believe you are a fundamentally bad person because you have made bad choices. That I think is the foundational idea because I'm not an addiction counselor, because I can't speak to that, I because I can't speak effectively to that uh, leg of this letter, I want to speak directly to you and 
more more specifically your relationship to yourself like it's almost like i want to speak to the person you see in the mirror because if Mm. i know i say i know if i say oh i love you you're not gonna you're not gonna internalize that you're like oh but i'm i'm so bad i did all these things but Mm. if it's almost like I want to say, I, I love the person you see in the mirror, right? I love that person. Sure. I believe in the person who made all those bad choices. So have I. I've made those bad choices, right? Mm-hmm. I I ruined my credit, right? Like I've, I cheated on a person I loved. I I ruined people's lives, you know, in all of these ways. For sure. Um, and I'm not saying any of this to estrange you from accountability. I'm not saying any of this to delegitimize your partner's pain because that pain is also incredibly valid and real for sure and layered and needs its own tending. But mm-hmm. you the focus of this letter to me is how do I stop self-sabotaging? Well, that self-sabotage s- starts with the self with the Mm. relationship to the self, to the person you're looking at in the mirror and how you treat them, what you expect from them, what you believe in them, how you nurture them. And once you, and I, I I know this is a a billion times harder said than done, but once you really start focusing on how am I treating myself? How am I tending to myself? then that shifts your perspective of the entire world. Can you can you solve addiction by loving yourself better? No, I don't necessarily think that's true. <laughs> and no. that's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but that's yeah. what I can speak to in this letter, right? And that's what For I sure. see in this letter is you saying like, I don't deserve this good life because I've ruined it. Well, we've all ruined things Yep, is what I'm trying to say. No, absolutely. And I think that like, I think that your impulse is to look at that person in the mirror right now and say that person deserves punishment, right? Like that's where the self-sabotaging comes from. Like that person fucked up and so they shouldn't have anything good. And what I want you to do instead is to say, to look in that mirror and instead say, oh, that person needs care. That person needs tending to, right? Because, you know, would you look at a child who's acting up and say like, oh, you know what? That child is a bad person and needs to be punished. Some people well, might actually, actually lots do of that. People yeah, do lots of people that. think that. Yeah, but right. <laughs> That's really real. Uh, but I would love to live in a world where instead we look at a child and who's acting out and saying, okay, well, that child is trying to get its needs met in some way, right? That child is yeah. not is is looking for something beyond what it has in front of it, right? And so like, I think that that is what needs to happen here because the punishment is not actually going to serve anything really well because you've been punished enough. You know what I mean? Like if it was just a lesson, well, punishment like, never works. We talked about this last week. Punishment oh, for sure. doesn't work. It really doesn't. Right. And like the idea of like, you would somehow learn your lesson or be scared straight by like denying yourself even more. Yeah. Right. Like you have like, look where you are. You have, you have the ramifications of your actions are abundant, right? They are all around you. They are, they are hitting you in the face, in the body every single day. 
is that helping, right? Is that making you feel like you, yeah. you are able to choose different things? No. Cause you're telling me that now what you're trying to do is self-sabotage. So yeah. I think that the, the opportunity here is to recognize the fact that like, you're not making these decisions out of some sort of horrible malice, but there are decisions, the decisions that you're making are out of some sort of way that you are hurt or that you are not getting your needs met or that you are trying to numb some sort of pain that is is happening there. Yeah. And and when we're in the face of pain, right? Our response is not to say, "Oh cool, I'll just stab you some more." Like that sounds like a really good way to address the yeah. pain that you're experiencing. No, the the impulse is to say, "Oh my gosh, how do I tend to this wound? How do I keep you whole? How do I how do I make you feel better?" And and we just get like so fucked up in in the way yes. that we approach, like the the way that we approach like a physical wound is like really clear to us, and the way that we approach like a psychological wound is like so messed up. It's like yeah. just like like let's make things worse for ourselves. Yes, totally. Right? Let's like, make it harder for ourselves. And I'm not saying you, that that's like you. I'm saying that that's like us as a society. That's us in the way that we talk about mental health. That's us in the way that we talk about addiction as well. Yes, right? Like totally. Oh, you're a terrible person for having this disease. And it's like, that's not actually what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And your girlfriend can't love you better or more out. She can't love you out of this disease. Nope. And your house can't, your house can't house you out of it. Right. Right. Your cats can't like pet you out of this. Right. Like you out of it. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. And I think that there's like this impulse that we have is like, oh, as soon as I get the things, as soon as I arrive in this place, it'll all be better. Right. Like then I won't have to deal with this. Right. But like, like that Ben Folds lyric everywhere I go, damn, there I am. Right. Like it comes with us. It does (laughs) not, it does not just disappear. Yes. And, and the, the thing here is to tend to the wound itself, as opposed to punishing ourselves for the ways that that wound manifests into our life. I just want to say this. I'm guessing that you, like I, um, Anon, Anon, don't really, really know how to take care of ourselves. You know, we, we checked in earlier this week about like therapy talk and I, here's a moment of accountability for me. I'm so externally focused and I'm so instant gratification focused and I'm so um, codependent in my relationships that I, I I say that self-care is like me taking a bath, but I don't really know if that's it. Mm. I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, wow, I actually think self-care is doing the thing that makes me really uncomfortable. That's really hard to prioritize, which is telling my wife that I need to take time away from her to Mm. sit quietly by myself. Like that is not my first priority. That is not even my fifth priority in my day. It's not even my 30th priority to be like, well, what do I need right now? But do I feel better every time I've had alone time? Absolutely. Do I feel Mm. more focused every time I've done like stretching by myself or whatever? Absolutely. But it's just not, it's not in my language. It's not even my, in my, I don't know how to take care of myself and I'm learning now in my thirties. So I invite you to join me in not like what is not, not the wrapping paper self-care, like the surface levels level self-care of like taking a bath or like buying a new journal and never writing in it. And, but I'm saying like, what will make you feel healthier, cared for, you know, what, what, 
that will actually nurture you and, and nurture some of these wounds, not necessarily soothe you, right? Because mm-hmm. we know that your self-soothing tools cannot always be relied upon because a lot of your self-soothing tools are drugs or or the high from addiction, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's disassociating. It's going away. It's 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 disappearing instead of um uh, uh sitting with the feeling, right? Yep. Um, it's not actual care for yourself. The other thing I wanted to add that I don't I don't even know if I should like open this can of worms, but I think it's important to say. I'm just going to pose this question and then have a statement and then we're going to just like leave it at that. Is this the time to repair the harm you've done to your relationship? Or is this the time to repair the harm you've done to yourself? I believe in this relationship. I don't think that healing yourself and healing your relationship are mutually exclusive from one another. It's, I don't think it's black or white. I don't think it's one or the other. However, I think that like me, my friend, it is one billion times easier. And I mean that statistic, like (laughs) that math adds up, right? It's a billion times easier to grovel and repent and beg for forgiveness and find that self-soothing comfort that you mistake for self-care from their forgiveness or from their, from their love. Right. But what, but I'm just, I, I'm saying this again, I don't think it's one or the other. I don't think that like addicts need to heal themselves in isolation, right? No, right. But I just, I want to make sure you're doing both. I want to make sure you're putting deposits in both cups, right? Because it cannot be, I am getting better for my relationship or for my partner. And more importantly, it cannot be, I'm not, I'm not getting better to make this up for, to her, right? For sure. For sure. Because yep, you're not absolutely. a deficit, right? You, you, you there's accountability to be had. There's some rectifying that you want to do to this mm-hmm. this relationship. You want to right some of the ship in your life, and also it 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 has to be both, right? It has to mm-hmm. be for yourself, too. Yeah, absolutely. And and the only thing that I'll sort of add to that as well is that like I'm really glad that you're going to GA meetings. I'm really glad that you're working with a therapist and I, and I hope that both of those places are really helpful for you and they themselves are not the path to healing, right? Like the, the actual path to healing is like, how are you showing up in those spaces and how are you believing the things that are coming out of them? Right? Like it's, it's not just enough to go to therapy every week and not believe any of the things that are happening in it or like not sort of bring the, the darkest parts of you out for conversation or right. Cause I went to therapy for a long time. I went to therapy for like six years before I got to a point where I was like, Oh, actually I need to, to internalize this stuff that's happening from therapy. <laughs> I can't just like go, it's not enough to just sit there and be like, yep, yeah, check that off the box. Right. I actually had to shift and change the the behavior, the the thought processes, I had to start to believe the things that I was discovering in therapy, as opposed to just saying them out loud. Right. Or like being like, yep, cool. I got that. I know. I know that I had to actually start believing it. And I know that the same thing is true with a lot of 12 steps programs as well. Right. Like you have to go through them in a way that is about actually doing them as opposed to just like 
kind of going through it while at the same time you're thinking to yourself, I'm too fucked up. I'll uh, this like this will never help me like that kind of stuff. So I want you to keep doing that. And I also want to make sure that as you're approaching that, right, like the the therapy itself is not the solution The the you doing the things around therapy, using the practices and tools, believing yourself and and the things that are coming out of that therapeutic practice, like that's actually where the work is going to come from. Right. I'm so glad you said that because the last thing I was going to say is this is ongoing, right? This isn't a threshold that you're going to cross through because you're not going to become after all of the work, a perfect person. None of us are perfect. Mm -mm. We're, we are perpetually fucking up, right? We're perpetually finding new wounds and healing them and, and finding new things about ourselves that we want to explore. So welcome to the work. We love you and we believe in you and we know it's tiring and we know it's hard and we know it's Mm -hmm. scary and vulnerable to actually admit to yourself that you deserve to love yourself and treat yourself better and make better choices. We know it's really fucking scary to say that. Absolutely. With you. We're with with you. you. Thank you so much for writing. We love you so much. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us or if you would like access to ad-free episodes, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Original music, recording uh producing <laughs> editing all, all magical things, things <laughs> by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis make sure to check out his podcasts and his music and remember sometimes self-care can be a bubble bath it can be taking some time to read a book by yourself or stretching or making yourself a really good meal and also sometimes self-care is not comfortable it's not warm and soft and filling instead it is sitting in the discomfort of telling yourself the truth sometimes that is the care we need and the more comfortable we get with the discomfort the more comfortable we get with ourselves and if all else fails just break up <laughs>